Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 2, and I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is a podcast dedicated to all things food, from recipe ideas to interviews with chefs, producers, purveyors, farmers, and people who just love culinary adventures like myself. So join us here on Fridays to explore the world through the lens of food, and together we can share some yummy food, some laughs, and I welcome you here at my table always. And if you're ready, let's go on a food adventure together starting right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is episode 17, season two. You're new to the podcast. Thanks for being here. You've been here a while? What am I going to say? Don't take notes. I've taken your notes. Go to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. And while you're there, check out my amazing food and product photography. It's what I do for a living. If you need photos, I'm your gal. Hit me up. If you've got questions for the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, if you need culinary sleuthing of any kind, send me an email. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. And of course, tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. All right, you guys, let's do this. Let's go on a food adventure. So if you're, uh, if you're thinking to yourself, Beth sounds a little different today. Yeah, I do. I do. I, uh, if you could, you could see me now, I am on the floor of the studio with my mic on a stepladder. And my laptop on the other rung of the the little step ladder. And I have my ankle twisted up with ice on it. Why, you ask? Because I twisted my ankle the other day. And uh, I can't sit in the chair that I normally sit in and ice my ankle. Oh, I know. I know. I know. And I have such an amazingly awesome... um, week ahead next week so you're listening to this on friday i uh i (laughs) this upcoming week i have so many in in the in the weeks afterwards i have so many amazing photo shoots booked with amazing clients that i am very much looking forward to um shooting and uh still plan on doing it i'm just going to have to uh take more breaks than i usually would probably maybe not maybe i'll feel like a million bucks uh I'm going to rest a lot over the weekend and I, uh, I plan on bringing it for my clients for the rest of the month. So, uh, nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna hold me down. Oh no, no. Gotta keep on moving. I think that's how that song goes. Uh, how's everyone out there? How's everyone in, in, I was going to say radio land. It's not really radio podcast land. I would be very remiss if I didn't say I was really fucking upset about uh, Roe v. Wade. That is absolutely 100%. I, this is not a political podcast, but it's my podcast. And, and uh, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm not, uh, I'm not afraid or ashamed to say I'm pro-choice. I am also a, you know, wonderful, proud female liberal. And I will always fight for... Women's rights, trans rights, equal rights, Black Lives Matter, fucking 
this this is just it's it's incomprehensible and i can't believe that we we're going to we're going to regress and go backwards and i, I just never thought but you know no matter what i am a full believer that love always conquers over fear and hate and that everyone deserves the right to choose what to do with their body and what they want to do with whom they love with everything everyone is a human that deserves equal rights for everything end of story and you will always have a seat at my table if you lead with love and kindness in your heart and as michelle obama said when they go low we go high so there we have it (laughs) I'm going to get off my soapbox for this second. And we're going to talk about food. So let's talk about some food, shall we? This week is another mini uh, episode because I've got a few larger ones coming up for the end of the month and I am just straight out with photo shoots. So we're doing a mini episode, a little potluck, a little uh, potluck question episode, a little mini grab baggy uh, leftovery, you know what I'm trying to get at kind of episode. It's going to be delicious. We're going to answer some listener. I'm going to answer some listener questions. And, um, something that I did this week that I don't know if you guys do. And if you do do it, well, kudos to you, but I was at the grocery store, which I tend to go to quite often throughout the week for, uh, photo shoots and all that good stuff. Uh, and I, see as most of us see that the prices are just skyrocketing week over week is what it kind of feels like at this point and when I had to get some fresh berries for a photo shoot this week hold on I have to move my ice (laughs) okay I think this is a little better so I you know I'm looking at the berry prices and I'm thinking to myself holy moly this is eight bucks for a thing of strawberries and eight another eight bucks for a thing of blueberries which normally would never cost I mean it would cost like half of this maybe when they're not in season kind of thing right and I the I have a I get on the struggle bus with fresh berries sometimes that you buy them and then within especially strawberries and raspberries within a day or two they are not looking pretty And so I was trying to Google how to save them. Maybe you know this hack. And if you do, like I said, kudos to you. If you don't, well, then let me open your world to it. I found a handful of people that said if you take like um, a little bit of white vinegar and then water and you mix that together, like say, I don't know, I think it might be like a third of white vinegar to two thirds of water you know, mix it together and then dump your berries in, rinse them off, like dunk them, wash them a little bit, rinse them with cold water afterwards, and then let them air dry on a tea towel, paper towels, kitchen towels. The the berries when wet will probably stain, especially raspberries and strawberries. Um, so, you, you know, use whatever you want to use at your own caution and then put them in their container or another container that is lined with paper towels, clean ones, and they will last longer. And I did it. And I'll be honest with you, at least now we're going on day five and they look pretty good still. So knock on wood. 
Um, maybe that's helpful for you. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But hey, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you navigate the waters of your refrigerator sometimes. All right, let's dive into a couple of listener questions. All right, let's do this. Becky from Instagram writes, grilling season is upon us. I typically use cooking sprays when I'm grilling. Do you have any other suggestions that don't involve cooking sprays when you want to grill meats, fish, anything that may stick to the grill? Thanks. Oh, yeah. No, I have some ideas because I actually... So I was talking with Todd about this. If you're new to the podcast, Todd is my husband who is a uh, culinary professional. He trained as an executive chef for many and worked as an executive chef for many, many years. And now he's the director of culinary ops at um, a college outside of Boston. So he knows a thing or two about cooking. And I was asking him this because I really am trying to get away from using a ton of cooking sprays. Not that I do anyway, but when it comes to the grill, I'm petrified of things sticking to the grill, especially if I'm using like marinades. And if I'm doing it for a photo shoot and I'm doing the uh, food styling on the shoot and I want those grill marks to be perfect, like I can't have something stick to the grill. So one of the things that he said to do and I'm going to pass this knowledge along to you as well, Becky, is that when you have your grill outside, so you're using a gas grill, any grill, but a gas grill, and it's like rip roaring hot, right? And you've already scraped it. So my process is I turn the grill on, uh, I open the lid, turn, turn the gas on, turn the burners on, and then I get it, turn them up all the way. And then I shut the lid once all of the burners are on and I let the grill get as hot as I possibly can get it. And then I take the scraper and I scrape off all the bits um, from whatever I previously cooked on the grill. So then after that, he suggested taking a kitchen towel, a paper towel, some kind of towel, and oil it, put oil on it. Um, You want a high heat tolerant oil. So that would be like grapeseed oil, vegetable oil, canola oil. And you're going to... Get the towel, damp with the oil, use tongs, and quickly brush the grill with the damp oiled towel. And do it fast because you don't want this to catch on fire, but it's going to season your grill. And then after that, you let the grill get hot again. And then you should put your meat on and your fish and and whatever, and it shouldn't stick. The other key is you don't want to flip too early. Um, The meat will naturally kind of release itself from the grill once it's ready to, unless there's like an uber sticky sweet marinade on it and it has a lot of sugars in it, then the sugars might caramelize and crust up on the grill. But even then they still should potentially release. Um, So you may be flipping a little too early, which I get it. Like we all kind of get excited. We want to flip it and see what the grill marks look like. Did we do it right? Like all of that good stuff. But my suggestion is oiling the rag up. I've had a lot of great um, results doing it that way. And it's helped me get away from using cooking sprays. And uh, especially like the other thing too is aerosol cans and spraying them directly into a flame or a hot grill. No bueno. Um, There's a potential for a lot of things that could happen. So I wouldn't do that either. If you're doing that, I I would definitely... um, recommend to stop (laughs) doing that but i hope this helps all right next question mal from instagram writes 
you're always cooking outside your comfort zone. It's very inspiring, but for someone like me, I just don't know where to start. Do you have any ideas, and I'm sure you've answered this a hundred times, on where someone like me, who's a more of a novice, can start to branch out a little bit more? Now, first and foremost, thank you for your question. I will answer this this time and a hundred more times. It doesn't matter. I love your question. I think it's so admirable that you want to step outside of your comfort zone. It takes a lot of courage to step outside your comfort zone. And it's not always easy, you know? And I I applaud you. Hold on. Let's round of applause for Mal and anyone else out there who wants to just try something different. I think it's awesome. Um... I, you know, one of my things, though, is that I don't cook the same thing very often, uh, more than once or twice sometimes. So I'm always trying new things, take it or leave that, you know. So what I've learned over the years when I want to dive into a new or dip my toe into a new cuisine or a new style of cooking or a new technique is that I always look for even like a hint of inspiration. And what I mean by that is like, for example, um, one of my good friends, Sam Four from Tuck Tuck Lex, she's amazing. She's doing so many amazing things right now. I'm so proud of her. She came on the podcast um, in season one. I'll link her episode in the show notes. She has this amazing, she's Sri Lankan. She makes beautiful Sri Lankan food down in Kentucky. And she, in Lexington, Kentucky, I should say, hence the name, Tuck Tuck Lex. And she has a spice collab with Spice Walla. And she did this um, fried chicken spice that she made her own proprietary blend and uses that in her cooking. And then Spice Walla said, hey, it's so good. And it is. It's so good. We want to make that for you and sell it. And she was like, hell yeah, Spice Walla. And so now she's got three more in total that she has with them. And so if I'm looking to dip my toe into another cuisine, like say Sri Lankan cuisine, and get a feel for what those flavors and spices might be, a great place to start would be buying something like Sam's Spice Blends. Trying them in something you already kind of are familiar with cooking, like for example, her fried chicken, I think... Adding that spice blend to fried chicken, if that's something you're used to, is awesome. Adding that spice blend to even just a simple chicken stir fry without like, don't go Asian with it, add it to this. Maybe add a little coconut milk to it. Add, And you'll start playing around. And if that doesn't do it for you, and you're like, I, I really need more of like a, a recipe to follow. I can't just kind of riff like a jazz musician in the kitchen like that, totally understand, then I would dive into, if you uh, are a food blog fan, then I would look at different food blogs that you love. Like for example, Immaculate Bites. Um, She is, I believe her focus is more African cuisine. I've made a ton of her recipes over the years. Her food blog's awesome. I'll link that in the show notes. If you are thinking, oh, I don't really, I'm more of a cookbook person. Well, (laughs) have I got cookbooks for you? I've mentioned this one many times on the podcast. Palestine on a Plate is a great, great, great cookbook. My good friend Rosie, who was on the podcast last year in season one, she mentioned it to me when we were talking about Lebanese cuisine. And it's amazing. I highly recommend it. Um, another one would be coconut and sambal. 
by Laura Lee. I've mentioned that one many times over on the podcast. If you're looking for trying to dip your toe into Indonesian cooking, it's so good. Um, The flavors are just out of this world. Amazing. And a lot of these things what they'll also do is, I mean, start, start, start slow, start small, get the spice blend, buy a cookbook, look at a food blog, pick a recipe. And what I love about cooking and sharing food with people and learning about cultures and cuisines through food is the experience even leading up to the first bite. And what I mean by that is, you know, yes, doing a little bit of research on where to find the ingredients, then going to maybe a specialty market or two near you, talking to the people in the market. You don't need to have lengthy conversations, but a conversation maybe of a technique that you were interested in trying that might be new to you that the recipe might have mentioned. Something that, um, and, and then, you know, and then you branch out from there. Sorry, I didn't really finish that thought and make it cohesive, but you know what I mean? Something that, also, um, Vindy has mentioned, she was on the podcast last year, um, My Love of Baking is her food blog, and um, I always pronounce this woman's name wrong, and <laughs> I mentioned it in the last few podcasts too, Michelle Polzin, I always say Polzin, it's, it's P-O-L is the beginning of her last name. Anyway, from the 20th Century Cafe in San Francisco says this in her cookbook as well, that you want to read the recipe, especially if it's something you've never made before. You want to read the recipe two or three times all the way through. Um, A lot of times, especially in a food blog, the recipes are wordy and there's a lot to them and they're telling a story and you're like, just get to the point. But if you can take a moment, read the whole thing and then go through and a lot of times they'll highlight and pull out more of like the fun facts of, oh, you want to do this or you want to try this or do this technique. Make sure you leave the butter out, you know, whatever it might be, because I am a skimmer uh, for three recipes a lot of times (laughs) because I'm already on to the next thing in my noggin. And, um, A lot of times I may miss a step, miss an ingredient, miss a technique, and I'll go back and redo it. And over the years, I've really learned that if I can just take a moment more of time and read through the recipe, it does make a difference in the way something comes out, um, for better or worse, right? So those are my suggestions. Take them or leave them. It's totally up to you. But I, again, I really applaud you for wanting to step outside of your comfort zone. And I hope this helps. And I hope this inspires you to pick up a cookbook, get a new spice blend, um, you know, look at a different food blog than you're, than you normally would. And just try something because your palate will thank you. Your tummy will thank you. And maybe you might learn a thing or two along the way, and maybe it'll inspire you to even go further or deeper into that cuisine, that culture. Maybe you'll take a trip. It can really, it can only expand from there, right? So uh, good luck with that and let me know how it goes. All right. AJ from Instagram writes, love your podcast. Thank you, AJ. Summer cocktail ideas, 2022. Got them? I need them. Okay, direct into the point. Um, all right, I love a I love a direct question. So it's, it hasn't been warm here really yet. This week is the first week that like it actually does feel like summer is a possibility here in New England, which I am living for. 
So I agree with you that summertime cocktail time is um, a must to start thinking about. I have not been drinking that much lately. Um, Pot is legal here in my state. And so I love me a pot seltzer. It's how I roll or an edible. Um, It's how I roll. I almost kind of prefer it over alcohol at this point in my life. I do partake in both, but I, in moderation, of course. But I I have no problem admitting that I, I enjoy a pot seltzer. Um, So that being said, if we're talking about old school alcohol. I am a huge tequila fan. I'm a huge, uh, I also like a fresh gin cocktail. Um, so I am very much still a fan of a Negroni. I'm very much still a fan of an Aperol spritz. I love me a tequila with right now the fever tree yuzu lime soda. I think it's utterly delicious and uh, very refreshing. I'm always looking for a more refreshing cocktail. So like cucumber, gin, seltzer water kind of vibes, or like I saw food and wine had um, an article recently I was reading and it was like lemon verbena, um, Prosecco, and something else was in it. I'll link it in the show notes, but it was just anything that sounds really refreshing and possibly has like citrus, cucumber. I'll even dabble in a watermelon. I don't like sweet cocktails. I don't like heavy cocktails. I like something that's got a little fizz to it. Um, So those are kind of where I'm at in the cocktail world. But I'm always open to hearing new things and trying new things. So if you and oh, my God, the other day at brunch, Todd and I went to brunch and I had a it was a homemade peach sorbet that soft serve that they put into the wine glass and then they topped it with a shit ton. That is a measurement, a shit ton of Prosecco. And let me tell you. It was so effing good (laughs) for someone who doesn't like a sweet cocktail. It was like dessert in a cocktail, but it was, I was like, this is so fun. Is this what the kids are doing now? (laughs) I can totally get on board with this, with this. Like, where was this when I was 22? (laughs) Poodle and I, my, my bestie Poodle, who was on another podcast episode in season one, we were probably drinking bottomless mimosas at, um, Mary's in Hillcrest in San Diego for $10. That's what we were doing in our early 20s at brunch. Anyway, I digress. I will link a few. I'll link the food and wine article in the show notes for sure. And if I find any other ones, I'll link those too. But like I said, I haven't been drinking. I know, so sad. All that much. But you know, your girl does love a good glass of sparkling rosé or um, tequila and salts. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's pretty much how I rule. I guess I'm kind of boring in the cocktail world. All right. Well, I don't know if that helped at all, but like I said, I'll link a few things in the show notes for you. Thank you for asking. Now I kind of want a cocktail. All right. Last listener question because my ankle is killing me. And I'm so sorry if I mispronounce your name. I wish I could roll an R beautifully. Estrella from Instagram writes, what is a new recipe or dish that knocked your socks off and blew you away recently? I love this question and I appreciate you asking. (laughs) 
So this actually circles back to a moment I just talked about with Poodle. I, um, and I've mentioned this cookbook the last few weeks, every week, the, uh, half-baked harvest new cookbook. It's so effing good. And she has this taco recipe in there and it's like, I mean, these are not authentic traditional tacos. These are nostalgic, uh, definitely Americanized tacos, right? But what she does to said taco, oh my God, brings me back to in my 20s, one of the like late night eat spots that me and my friends would frequent which is so bad because there was, I mean, we would always frequent taco shops, right? But every now and again, if the lines were too long at the taco shops or, uh, sorry, my ankle, or if um, we just were driving by somewhere else, not should not be driving, should not be drinking and driving. I do not endorse or condone that. So I might've been the passenger, not necessarily always the driver. And if I was the driver, I did not drink. I promise you, mom I, and dad, I did not drink and drive. Wink, wink. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. I really, I, I was a good kid. So uh, we would always, I didn't just get to it, Beth. We would go to Jack in the Box and get, not, I think they were two for 99 cents, something like that, tacos. And I know it sounds gross. Jack in the Box tacos. And if you don't know what a Jack in the Box is, it is like a Carl's Jr., Burger Kingy, fast foody place and just happens to be open very late in San Diego. And uh, we'd go to the one on El Cajon Boulevard. <laughs> it's so bad. And it's so, it's just nothing but grease. But when you're shit faced at, you know, 2.30 in the morning, or three in the morning or whatever time in the morning and you did not want to deal with stopping at the taco shop line and you just want a drive through experience, there you go. So this recipe, where, where am I going with this? Great question. So this recipe from Half-Baked Harvest, it's her dad, I think she calls it her dad's crispy tacos. They are so... They're, they're not exactly like Jack in the Box tacos, but the recipe is so, when I was eating them, I was like, oh my God, these are so in the same vein of that vibe. I, I was so blown away and taken back to that point in my life. I've made them twice now. They are so fucking good. I'm dropping an F-bomb. They are so fucking good and so, to me, nostalgic. I, again, can't recommend the cookbook enough, but that was a recipe that it not, and it's so simple too. It just knocked my socks off. And I love that she has you, one of the like tricks to making this taco so effing good is she has you like slather this spice rub and a little oil on the taco shells, stuff them, slather the spice rub and oil on them, and then crisp them up in the oven. Oh my God, are they good? They are so good. And this like avocado lime crema to go with them. Oh, quick pickled red onions. <laughs> They're so good. I need to make them tonight if I could stand up on my fucking leg. I would totally make them. So sad for me. Anyway, um, 
yeah, that was a recipe that kind of knocked my socks off in the best way possible. Again, not super fancy, just really, really freaking delicious. Thank you for asking. Now I want tacos and tequila from the last question. You guys are killing me today. All right, you guys, that's it for today. My ankle is killing me and I have to go take some more Advil and ice it. Thank you in advance for all of your pity and sympathy and condolences. I deeply appreciate them and I accept them (laughs) wholeheartedly. I will be fine though. I will persevere. Uh, Thanks again for all of your questions. Keep them coming in. They bring so much joy and happiness to my life. I love answering them. Send them to let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. Tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. And I will include everything I just talked about in my show notes, which happens to be on my website, which happens to also hold all my beautiful photography. So go there and check that out. ElizabethRFuller.com. All right, you guys, this was a pleasure spending time with you on this beautiful Friday here in New England. Make some yummy food together this weekend. Lead with kindness, and I'll see you next Friday for a full episode. Bye!